Hello, and welcome to our final episode on what I believe our Father is having me to share with you concerning dreams. This three-part series is entitled, Does God Truly Speak to Us Through Dreams and Visions? For the previous two weeks, I've been talking about what I believe our Father wants us to understand concerning the dreams that we have and some of their interpretations. Of course, we know that not all dreams have meanings, but some do. Also, while we may have the same objects, settings, people, items, or elements in our dreams, they do not always lean to the same explanations. Last week, God ministered to our spirits that our dreams are like the parables that Jesus spoke to his disciples. The Strong's Dictionary defined parables as an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. It's defined as a narrative, fictitious but agreeable to the laws and usages of human life by which either the duties of men or the things of God, particularly the nature and history of God's kingdom, are figuratively portrayed. As Jesus spoke to his disciples through the parables, so God ministers to some of our spirits while we're asleep to help us understand certain things. He uses these dreams to prepare and equip us for things to come or for warnings for things to avoid or change. Like parables, there were things that Jesus spoke to teach his disciples in order to help them better understand the kingdom of God, as well as the tricks of the enemy. In Matthew 13, 24 through 25, it reads, Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. In verses 37 through 39, Jesus explains the parable to his disciples, and it reads, He answered, The one who sowed the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world, and the good seed stands for the people of the kingdom. The weeds are the people of the evil one, and the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the harvesters are angels. From Psalm 78 and 2, it reads, I will open my mouth with a parable. I will utter hidden things, things from of old. Our Father wants us to know the hidden things. And in saying the hidden things, it lets us know that these are the things that everyone will not be able to see or understand. In that same chapter of Matthew 13, the 10th through the 13th verse, it reads, the disciples came to him and asked, why do you speak to the people in parables? He replied, because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. This is why I speak to them in parables. Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not hear or understand. As stated in previous episodes, I believe that most of us do dream, but not everyone will know or understand their dreams. Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not hear or understand. Many things in dreams, like parables, must be interpreted. 
Even psychiatrists and psychologists will interpret and give meanings to the dreams of their patients according to society's standards. But what God reveals to his sons and daughters are on an entirely different level. Man interprets and understands his dreams from the flesh, whereas God gives us dreams according to his spirit. The meaning of our God-given dreams have various interpretations that are only revealed by the Holy Ghost. Therefore, last week and again this week, I'm sharing some of those meanings that God has given me throughout the years because they can have extremely serious implications on our lives. Let me say here and now that not every symbolism in every dream means the same thing, especially with colors, but some are basic, such as the example I gave last week of shooting with an unloaded gun or with blanks. However, sisters and brothers, I implore you, whatever understanding you get from your dreams or whoever might interpret them for you, please be sure that they line up with the word of God. Let me share with you another example of a dream. One is when an individual or even several people are driving or riding in a car. After waking, usually the focus will be on who was driving or how the vehicle was being driven. Depending on the driver and where the vehicle was headed determines who's leading you and who's in control. 1 John 3 and 7 reads, Dear children, do not let anyone lead you astray. In 2 Timothy 3 and 6, it reads, They are the kind who worm their way into homes and gain control over gullible women who are loaded down with sins and are swayed by all kinds of evil desires. In dreams of driving or being driven by someone else, it can go one of two ways. If the driver seems to not be a good person or of a good character, if someone or something frightening or negative is, is behind the wheel, then that's who's controlling or trying to be in control of your life and spirit. It can mean that they're attempting to lead you in a way that is not good. On the other hand, if it's a matter that you don't see the person who's controlling the vehicle, that you're a passenger and it's pleasant and moving in a good way, then it could mean that you're, you've willingly given someone else control, including God, who is bringing or leading you as to where he wants you to go. Another mode of transportation would be a bike. Riding a bicycle is not always a good thing because bicycles are man-powered. They're motioned by one's own flesh. It means that whenever we're riding bikes, it's often a situation that we're attempting to accomplish things under our own flesh power as opposed to God's. Let me add something else that has truly ministered to me about a very unusual mode of transportation. I've often dreamed that I could fly, which is something that I also thought everyone else dreamed. Remember in Isaiah 40, 31, it reads, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. In my flying dreams, it's not like a bird flapping its wings, but as though I knew how to catch an air current or just simply go up into the air and move from one location to another. 
That's the beautiful thing about eagles. They don't flap their wings to fly like the average bird, but rather they soar. I've had this particular dreams many times throughout my life. However, once I dreamed I was going up into the air and someone caught me by my ankle and was holding me back. I knew that God was telling me that there were people that I didn't need to be around because they would not only hold me back, but that they literally did not want me to soar spiritually as he has ordained. Be aware of what your dreams with various types of transportation can indicate. Let me mention a little bit about fire. As much as we dread fire and know that it should be kept under control, in some dreams, fires beyond our control can be good. Just a few days or perhaps weeks after my salvation, I dreamed that I was lighting the oven in my kitchen. That oven, in actuality, was basically new and had what was called back then an automatic pilot light. It was a safety feature on newer gas ovens and would never allow for a big whoosh of fire to come out unexpectedly. However, in the dream, that's exactly what happened. Not once or twice, but three separate times, fire bellowed out of the oven and engulfed me. In the dream, I knew that my hair should have been singed and the smell should have been like burned hair. However, after each time, neither my hair or my skin was damaged. Not only did the fire bellow out, but each time it was big balls of orange flames. That dream bothered me for some time. Finally, a couple of days later, as I was cooking on my stove, God caused me to realize that a control fire, such as that on a normal gas stove, has a blue flame. Whereas a fire on a larger scale, a fireplace in a barrel, a forest fire, or something along those lines, the flames are a bright orange. God spoke to me, causing me to realize that what had engulfed me was Holy Ghost fire. Within a matter of just a few days of that dream, I was baptized in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. John the Baptist told the people in Matthew 3, 11, I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. We all know how we talk about and long for that wonderful, powerful Holy Ghost fire. Here's another dream that I had as a very young child that I've never forgotten. On several occasions, I dreamed that I was blind. In that type of dream, I've come to realize that there are things that God wants us to see, but for whatever reason, we just aren't able to. Some things God just doesn't give to everyone to see, but there are those whom he wants them to be able to see, but for whatever reason, sin, immaturity, etc., they just can't. Many times as a little girl, I would have that dream and was truly bothered by it. In the dream, I wasn't totally blind, but it was as though something was covering my pupils, something like and yes, I said this as a little Catholic girl of only about seven or eight years old, something like 
fish scales were covering my eyes. Of course, I didn't understand it until many, many years later after my salvation. I was reading the word of God one day and he brought me into Acts 9, 18 in the New American Standard Version of the Bible and several other versions. It reads in reference to Paul and immediately something like fish scales fell from his eyes and he regained his sight and he got up and was baptized. As I've stated before, there are those of us whom God wants and has ordained for us to hear him and see the things that he wants us to see. He wants our eyes to be open. Obviously, I cannot mention everything that we might see in our dreams, but these are just a couple of things that I pray would not only be of interest, but perhaps pertinent to some of you as well. If these are items or matters that you've seen in a dream, pray about it and then seek what the word of God speaks concerning it. So that I won't take much more of your time, let me share with you very shortly concerning certain colors. Whenever I've dreamed of the color gray, it's normally in reference to death. Revelation 6, 8 in the Amplified Version reads, So I looked. And behold, an ashen, pale greenish gray horse, like a corpse representing death and pestilence, and its rider's name was Death, and Hades, the realm of the dead, was following with him. In the worldwide English version of the Bible, that same verse reads, I saw a horse with colors of ashes. The name of the man who rode it was Death and the one who controls the world of the dead followed him. Of course, we all know the color of ashes. Again, as stated earlier, the color orange for me usually represents fire and the Holy Ghost as well as power. Yellow, some would think represents cowardness, but again, for me, it's usually sunshine which represents joy. Other times, it can indicate deceit. Blue is a color that one must be very prayerful about. It could represent strength and the power of God. Even in Revelations, the riders who wore a blue breastplate were pouring out the wrath of God. These riders were strong and powerful. However, the color blue can also represent truth and character, which was a requirement of the priests whose garments were partly blue. Of course, we all know that red represents the blood of the lamb and victory. Black can represent depression or a very dark time in one's life. Brown is a neutral color and might represent a state of rest or needing rest. Green is almost self-explanatory, usually representing prosperity or perhaps even envy, jealousy, and greed. Although these colors are usually what they represent to me, nothing should be taken for granted. As much as I know what our Father speaks to me, there is not one dream that I have where I will not seek his face to be sure of what he's saying. I will take nothing for granted or assume what he might be speaking to me, and I would suggest that we would all do the same. My sisters and brothers, I pray that your sleep is always sweet and your dreams are peaceful. 
I pray that all of your dreams will help you to know and understand what our Father is speaking to your spirits at all times. Until next week, God bless and keep you all. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of This is the Voice of the Prophet. I ask that each of you would share this podcast with others and always remember that it's available for listening on every podcast server and app. I continue to ask you for your support through your prayers. You can contact me through my email at amieagle at charter.net. That's A-M-I-T-E-E-A-G-L-E at charter.net and through the Facebook post or Facebook Messenger. Thank you again for your prayers and support, and may God bless each and every one of you.